Wading into youth ministry can be overwhelming. It's more overwhelming if you don't have someone to lean on and learn from. The Rooted Mentorship Program allows you to spend 18 months alongside a group of your peers learning from a veteran mentor who will help you develop as a youth pastor and grow in your personal walk with the Lord. You don't need to wade through the challenges of ministry alone. We are here for you. For a limited time, we are accepting new applications to start in our January 2024 cohort. If you are interested, learn more by visiting rootedministry.com slash mentorship. Welcome to the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast, part of the Rooted Family of Podcasts. Here, you will find conversations and resources that help youth ministers center their ministry in the gospel and disciple their students into lifelong faith in Jesus. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kwan, and I'm excited we can spend some time together talking about gospel-centered youth ministry. And today we're continuing our new season and our second episode in the mini-season, What Youth Workers Need to Know about mental health, or as I like to call this series, a youth pastor, parent, and psychologist walk into a church. Because my co-host is a psychologist, a Christian counselor, a biblical counselor, and happens to be my wife. And so she can offer a unique perspective on seeing mental health and youth ministry from a psychologist and biblical counseling perspective but also as a parent and also serving together with me in our youth ministry. And I want to introduce Monica Kim, my wife. It's really good to be here. Yep. Great to be here with you, Monica. And again, thank you for offering this unique perspective as we've journeyed through youth ministry at one church for 29 years. And I realize not everyone, not every youth pastor or church pastor or youth volunteer can be married to a psychologist or biblical counselor, but it's really helped me see teenagers and their mental health issues and struggles and their parents who have to uh, walk with their own teenagers in a very unique way. And today we're going to really focus on this idea of gospel centrality when we think about the mental health issues of teenagers and their parents who walk alongside with them. So the first question I had for you, Monica, is what does gospel centrality and gospel-centered ministry with teenagers look like when it comes to them dealing with their mental health issues and also their families and parents? And how do youth ministers and youth ministries and churches might respond and help them in a gospel-centered way? I think that's a really foundational question to think about um, in ministry. What does gospel centrality with teenagers look like when it comes to dealing with their mental health issues, along with how their families um, deal with it? Uh, I think that one real important foundation um, uh, for gospel centrality uh, as it intersects teenagers and families dealing with mental health issues is the importance of how scripture and the gospel really does address the issues of stigma and shame. Um, Even though 
I think teenagers nowadays, they really have a lot of access to information um, on their fingertips. And so I work with a lot of teenagers who already come in telling me uh, a self-diagnosis yeah, or, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll tell me what they think they have, or, you know, they've done a lot of research on it. Um, and so while they may have a little more freedom and access to information, that doesn't necessarily mean then that it translates into feeling the um, reduction of shame and stigma as it relates to being in church mm. and within the community of, um, you know, uh, their families and other friends at church. And uh, I, I think it is really important, uh, you know, to think about gospel centrality means we as a ministry ought to really address that issue where we focus on building safety and building a sense of um, openness and accessibility to reaching out and asking for help and saying that, that it's okay to struggle. Um, I really do imagine, you know, the foundational um, passage for myself in thinking about this is Romans chapter eight, you know, verse um, 38, where it says, for I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And we can imagine, you know, that passage is, um, you know, stretching out to heights and depths and the width and uh, essentially saying there's nothing that will separate. That's the gospel truth that what Christ did on the cross will not um, be undone by even our mental health struggles, even the struggles that families have in dealing with mental health issues. And so that desire, that real importance of really um, providing that safety um, is really important. There is a second piece to that. I, I, I you know, I, I want to be able to just just um, mention this, and I think uh, you know, gospel central centrality in dealing with mental health issues that teenagers and their families face. Also, um, I think the importance the important uh, importance of really emphasizing the hope of the gospel um, is so important because uh, mental health issues can be so insistent and persistent, such that the insistence and persistence of it can feel so um, um, discouraging and hopelessness um, already in the struggles themselves bring them about, but hopelessness can persist. And so this hope of the gospel and the hope of God's mercies being available every day, like Lamentation says, God's mercies are new every morning. His steadfast love endures forever. I think that is so important for gospel-centered uh, ministry with teenagers and families dealing with mental health issues. So as a volunteer in uh, the youth ministry that I've led, and you being both a psychologist and a, uh, a counselor, and you and I as parents, you know, as I mm -hmm. joked around that this podcast is called A Youth Pastor Parent and Psychologist Walk Into a Church, we're, we've also been parents who have dealt with mental health in our family and uh, our children, uh, one of our children. And that was um, hard for me. Um, but um, like, for example, we've practiced that idea of safety, gospel centrality, 
unconditional love for teenagers, uh, knowing that Romans 8.38 is uh, scripture and Jesus is there for them by saying our ministry, our youth ministry is a lighthouse for parents. Mm -hmm. Being, you know, a ship tossed in the sea and this lighthouse is a place where they can look for refuge and help and hope. And, um, you know, do you, you know, have any suggestions for youth ministries or churches to be that lighthouse, present the gospel as hopeful um, for teenagers and parents? Yeah. Uh, what comes to mind, uh, you know, initially is um, I think it's it's so important for pastors to be able to and ministries to be able to recognize what it means to have their hope in Christ um, first, yeah, and yeah. and then because uh, because walking with uh, teenagers and their families is actually quite a journey, yeah, and um, it's not going to be uh, this journey where you toss out a few Bible passages and powerful messages and and then say okay uh i hope you're going to you know now feel hope and get better quick right yeah. um it's actually going to take um uh, it's much more uh complex and there's a lot of sojourning a lot yeah. of partnering going on and so more than being able to share um passages or powerful messages I think what's more powerful will be your presence and the way that pastors and ministries really set their hope on Christ first yeah, and then yeah. be able to really dig deep um, when there's a lot of frustration or um, a lot of hopelessness expressed by teenagers or their families yeah. uh, so that you can come back again as you really sink into the hope of the gospel as a, you know, um, group of uh, pastors or team members, and then come back to be available, and then to be able to support once again. I think that might be really important in light of being that lighthouse. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, your training as a psychologist in a university setting, but also your training as a Christian counselor at CCEF, which is a um, Christian Counseling Education Foundation, um, a sister institution of Westminster Seminary, um, really training in Christian counseling, biblical counseling. Uh, one of the founders of CCEF uh, once uh, did a seminar on the sovereignty of God in counseling. And for counselors to really believe in the sovereignty of God hoping God themselves first in counseling. And I hear what you're saying that as youth pastors and churches, we must be rooted in the gospel, believing in the hope of the gospel, the message of the gospel. Um, and in that understanding, the sovereignty of God, you know, you mentioned Romans 8.38 and then Romans 8.28 says all things work for the good of those who love him in Jesus Christ. And um, really believing in that ourselves as we are helping teenagers who are going through mental health struggles and their parents and families. And again, 
us as parents, well, me as a father who one of their children went through um, in middle school, went through and in high school, went through mental health, uh, um, some serious mental health issues. It was sometimes hard for me. I'm the, I'm the youth pastor. And it was hard for me to trust in God and, and believe that God's good and sovereign. And, you know, the gospel hope is there and central in my life and, and, and for my own child, my mm. own teenager. Yeah, yeah. Those are really uh, tough times. We had to really pray together and be able to really spur each other on and encourage one another and recognizing that there's hope in Jesus um, uh, and then be available for our, our, our child, uh, not um, wish, just wish that they would understand the hope and just get it right now yeah. and hope that we can pace that on. Mm -hmm. But we had to really sit with it in order to be able to be in the long haul of that journey. Yeah. And yes. so me and you as youth workers and for the youth workers and churches out there, I think it is really important to trust in the gospel, make it mm -hmm. central in our own hearts, you know, believe in the sovereignty of God and the working of God. And so we can walk in the kind of the, like you said, mental health is a long-term struggle for yeah. the sufferer, for the teenager. Mm -hmm. It's it's a journey for them. And so we have to be able to journey with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so in that way, and Monica, my wife, there is full transparency with our listeners. Mm -hmm. um, we love them and we want to serve them. And so I'm going to ask you a very interesting, important question as you have observed me and I was a youth pastor for 29 years um, at one church, um, what did our church, our youth ministry mm -hmm. and myself do well? And what did we not do well? Mm -hmm. and what could we have done better in dealing with mental health issues of teenagers and their parents? And maybe... It, particularly in terms of being gospel-centered and how that plays out in tangible ministry. Right. And you can focus on what we didn't do well, because <laughs> I know I failed a lot. Um, I think there were a lot of things you did do well, um, or the ministry did well, not because it was put together well within all these sets of procedures and principles to... Um, really marry gospel centrality in dealing with uh, mental health issues that teenagers came with and their families. Uh, um, but I think one, I think really important um, facet that was done well was the humility uh, that I think you and the ministry came with to say, hey, we actually, um, really don't understand well about how uh, the gospel can be powerfully met in and and um, uh, spoken into the lives of the teenagers and their parents um, as they struggle in such a uh, deep way. Um, it, it, while there were some frustrations in the sense that, oh, you know, like, Let's say, you know, the Bible might say, hey, don't be anxious about anything. Um, you know, really, let's say, like Matthew 6 talks about it. Um, 
uh, don't worry about, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about the body, what you will put on is not like more than food, um, et cetera. And then, you know, look to, look at the birds of the air. Jesus, um, you know, really tries to emphasize how the Heavenly Father feeds them and that even us, um, we who we struggle with anxiety, are more valuable. And those are powerful truths, yet we are such, you know, people who struggle so deeply in that we need that truth to be um, said so many times in so many different ways with so many approaches. And, and so the humility part to know that we don't know um, and can grasp, uh, you know, that level of, you know, struggle. The other part in that humility is then really, um, I think another part that is was important in the ministry was to then understand the importance then of protecting the vulnerable, mm. not just focusing on saying that, oh, they're you know, teenagers are very in that developmental stage, they're, they're, you know, quite self central, and they, you know, um, are sinners, that's all true. At the same time, they're also quite vulnerable, they, they don't know what they don't know, but they also are, are you know, struggle deeply and recognizing actually, they are um, vulnerable and needing to protect them. I think, um, recognizing the importance of how the law operates uh, within the ministry and how uh, legal law that you're talking about. Yes, legal yeah. law, yeah. right. And how the church needs to really think about that because those who struggle with mental health are quite vulnerable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and so I think that that humility, protection for the vulnerable, really, uh, uh, you know, really learning about the legal law, you know, the law and how to protect them. And then I, I would say in the midst of that, not uh, because there's so many, it can get quite complex, um, the ability to then, and, and this I, along with, you know, what I was saying is that humility part is the real importance of consulting with others. That yeah. was so important. You know, whether consulting with me, um, you know, obviously I, I'm more accessible, but also consulting with other professionals like fellow, you know, um, youth workers who may know more. But also I remember you um, consulting a lot with uh, a principal of a school, uh, especially as you dealt with different kinds of um, yeah. mental health issues. Uh, I, I think that that, um, you know, we're definitely going to get into it in the next issue of the role of the church and one mm -hmm. of the things will be, you know, having a referral list or um, seeking outside consultants. But I do appreciate that idea. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm humble, but, you know, I always do tell youth workers and those serving in the church when it comes to mental health, I think one of the most important things to know is that I'll never know, that mm -hmm. I'll never fully understand mm -hmm. um, like you know one of our children struggle with social anxiety and I didn't understand it I mm -hmm. I tried to but until I realized that I'm never going to under fully understand his suffering but I have to walk with him and as you said in the second point of somebody who's vulnerable and mm -hmm. hurting and how I can um, then begin to serve and help him and their parent in their issue um i think um 
and then being that lighthouse was uh, really important. And again, all of those things, I think, convey the gospel either through your personal posture and heart, mm -hmm. um, what you exhibit to the teenager and the parents and, and family. Um, and so, yeah, I appreciate that you didn't uh, bash on me too much. <laughs> well, I, I didn't get to the um, uh, what you could have done better. You can go ahead. We have a few uh -huh. minutes for that. Yeah, I, I, I did think that while I thought you did well in being able to invite parents to talk, you know, have that more access and to talk together um, concerning their child's struggles and how to um, partner and come up with uh ways in which you could, and the ministry could continue to um, support them. I, uh, I do think that there could have been a little more done um, on really I, developing um, um, resources for parents to be able to know that they're supported in the midst of it. Too. Yeah. Um, you know, like whether it might be really uh, seeing if, you know, certain workshops might be helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Meetings that really emphasize that, uh, you know, as a, uh, you know, th that that you are um, with them and for them too, even yeah. as you may experience some frustrations with them. I know as a... Um, biblical counselor and psychologist working with a lot of teens, sometimes the most challenging part of my work is actually getting the parents on board with yeah. how they take part in yeah. perpetuating their child's mental health struggles. Yeah. It's really hard for parents to um, understand that mm. and really um, start to engage in different kinds of approaches and ways. Yeah. And so I do understand the challenges of that, yeah. but I also um, am, 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 am emphasizing the importance of that. I have to also, I work hard myself in my own ministry as a private, you know, in private practice and um, at churches to, to be able to really uh, be compassionate and partner with the parents. Yeah. And, you know, at Rooted, we really... Um do emphasize family mm -hmm. ministry and parents being the primary disciplers of the teenager and yeah. partnerships with parents. But yeah, I think we, again, as you said, we, we were humble. We talked about mental health openly. We really tried to be open with parents. But again, we probably could have taken that step of um, education and resourcing parents um, with, you know, maybe some discipleship or classes on mental health, um, helping them and offering things like how to deal with mental health. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's a really important aspect that, you know, again, at Rudy, we believe that youth ministry, um, you know, that partnering with parents is important and you know, even this difficult issue of mental health, how do we help and walk alongside parents in their mental health um, struggles of their teenagers? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's part of, uh, um, you know, really helping them in the gospel too. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oftentimes, uh, this is just on a little side note, is when I'm working with uh, teenagers, the let's say the good work that they have started to, you know, do and the gains that they have made oftentimes when parents aren't brought into the fold or really kind of um, uh, when they don't address the um, patterns and the dynamics the um, I've uh, you know had to um, struggle uh, you know I've seen then teenagers um, uh, become more discouraged when um, their parents act a certain way and then their let's say depression or anxiety starts to ramp up again and uh, those are really challenging kinds of dynamics to really get into yeah so even with that i think um gospel centrality and you know even giving the hope of the gospel to not only the teenager yeah to the parents yeah um you know not only mental health help Mm -hmm. but you know giving them and teaching them the hope of the gospel in their difficult um, issue with their own teenager is just as important. It is, yeah. I remember lots of conversations that you and I had, um, especially when dealing with the persistent struggle that um, one of our child had. And in the midst of discouragement, having to really spur each other on and say, and because of um, Christ, you know, there is hope and we can stay in it for the long haul. Yeah, um, yeah, there was a lot of that kind of going on between you and I, yeah. uh, because we knew that if if not, then we'll actually perpetuate our son's, um, our child's um, struggles all the more. Yeah. So something really important to remember as the church and mm-hmm. youth workers and volunteers that in these issues of mental health with teenagers, um, giving the gospel hope to the teenager, the struggler, mm-hmm. but also the parents and families is uh, something really important to remember and endeavor for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I look forward to this uh, mini-series. Uh, in the next episode, episode three, we're going to talk about the role of the church um, in helping, resourcing connecting with church resources but also outside church resources in the church but we're going to wrap it up there uh right now for episode two and thank you for your time monica and we look forward to episode three and to our listeners we may we embrace the hope and joy of the gospel and believe that it's true powerful and transformative thanks for listening to the rooted Youth Ministry Podcast. One of the most alarming trends we're seeing in teenagers these days is the prevalence of anxiety. If one of your kids or a teenager you know is struggling with anxiety, we are thrilled to share a brand new resource to help. The latest book from Rooted, Anxiety, Finding a Better Story. It's a 31-day devotional for teenagers written by mental health counselor and friend of Rooted, Liz Edrington. As a teenager, Liz felt overwhelmed by anxiety. Now that she's a mental health counselor, she wants to pass on what she's learned. Just understanding what anxiety is makes a big difference. But what makes an even bigger difference is understanding what God has to say about it. With daily scripture readings, breathing exercises, and additional mental health resources, this little book offers you comfort and help in your anxiety. See how your anxiety fits into the big story of your life, and of the whole universe, and learn how Jesus can bring you peace.
Order your copy of Anxiety, Finding a Better Story by Liz Edrington wherever you buy books or purchase through the link in the show notes for this episode.